Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace. Are you ready this morning for the Word of God? Are you ready this morning? Are you ready this morning? Take your seat. Now, the, the reason why you are here is for God to develop, for God to train you to become an instrument. Now, God wants to use you. Everyone here is a potential instrument in the hands of Jehovah God. Nobody here is too young or too little to be used by God. And God is preparing. Oh, I, I just thank you for what I'm saying right now. New generation that carry fire with knowledge and power. Irresistible, unstoppable. You're going to move with such a strength that no one can stand against you. I'm glad you're part of this generation. Hallelujah. So, God is willing that you should grow up and become mature in the things of the Lord. So, let me talk about maturing believers, growing believers. I'm going to let you know some few things about that, give a foundation, and next time, I don't know whether Wednesday or if I'm here, I'm going to continue whatever I'm saying this morning. Hallelujah. Now, God wants you to grow and develop from being a child to becoming an adult. All right? To becoming a man. To becoming responsible. To becoming useful in his own. From childhood to sonship. That's the divine purpose. Every one of us have the potential to become a man. A strong man in the gospel. In the things of God. And when somebody is growing, there'll be evidences. Romans chapter 8, let's start from here this morning. I'm going to be reading some scriptures. I call these two scriptures the ultimate scriptures. The ultimate goal for every believer. Now let's see Romans chapter 8, verse 15 to verse 19. Romans chapter 8. Can you put on the screen? Is it possible? Good. Now, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again. Now that again simply means that See, when they gave the law, it came with the spirit of bondage. Again means not like it was before. You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, what is that? Abba, Father. Then verse 16, all right? The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of who? Of God, that word children is known in the Greek world. It means a child. Everybody enters the kingdom as a child. Nobody comes in as a son, so to say now. Hallelujah. So, you begin your Christian journey as a child. The same word used in John chapter 1 verse 12. Alright? Those who believe in Christ, God gave power to become children. So when you receive Christ, you have the power to become a child of God. Alright? And verse, verse 18. Let's fly that to verse number 18. Now, or verse 19 to make it faster. Verse 19. For I consider that the suffering of this... No, go back to verse 18. Oh, okay, sorry, that's good enough. For I consider that... Uh-huh. The Lord is with you. <laughs> For I consider that the suffering of this present are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed. Go to verse 17. Please follow this scripture. They're very, very powerful scriptures. Now, and if children, then hears, hears of God and join hears with Christ. 
wonderful scripture. You are joined here with Christ. Huh? What Christ owns, you also own. What belongs to him is also yours. If indeed we suffer with him, now know that word. If we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Now, when you become a child, you enter a process to becoming a son, so to say now. Even though at the inception of your new birth, you are a son. Yes, but you begin with a child as a child. But you must go through some sufferings, some tutoring, some lecturing, some experiences. There's a process to becoming a son. To reaching that state that God designed for you. So many people are not prepared to go through that process. So they remain a child for a long, long time. Okay? And if children, then he has took of God together with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him. He also suffered. He learned obedience. But the things he suffered. You get what I'm saying? You must also learn obedience. But the things you suffer. You endure. The trainings of God. Okay, and after that, that will be glorification. See, big amen to that. Now, verse verse nineteen. Now, I'm going somewhere. Verse nineteen. All right, for the endless expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Now, the same scripture. You begin as a child. You go through process and processing. All right, and eventually you become what I call son of God and you begin to shake your environment because the whole creation is waiting for the revealings, the manifestation, the actions of the sons of God. Are you following what I'm saying this morning? Are you following what I'm saying? All right, so the sons of God, the, the word son here in Pastor is schools, it means mature son. So now, the will of God is that everybody here becomes matured sons of God that can be so responsible, that can shake the creation, that can touch the environment and make a change anywhere they may be. So you can see that the entire creation is groaning and travailing for the unveiling of the mature sons of God. May the Lord unveil you. May the Lord unveil you. I said, may the Lord unveil you. This is why it's happening and it's still about to happen. You know, and we're just in the process of being transformed. You know, just before the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ the second time, you will see re-manifestation of the sons of God in glory and power. Amen. And there will be such a fully man- matured body on the earth that will be connected to the head when he comes back the second time. Praise the Lord. I said, these are fully mature sons who will manifest the glory of the Lord in his full definition. And they will do the greater works. Now we're in the process. You see nothing yet. The earth will tremble when they see the sons of God. And we're in the process of, of that transformation right now. We're dealing with the flesh. Dealing with everything that can be an incumbrous. We're working on ourselves and the Lord is transforming us gradually. And then a time comes when... When the Christian appears in the place, the place will shake. We're in the process. We've not really entered the fullness of it yet. Uh, John chapter 14 verse 12 you know, says, The fullness of the Lord will be seen and experienced on the earth through his body. Let's see John chapter 14 verse 12. 
John 14 verse 12. Thank you. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these, he will do because I go to my father. That end time is coming. And this is the end time now. But God will make you so powerful, you become, that they, they, they don't know who we are right now. But gradually they have been, we are being revealed, we are being, we are being, we are being trained and we are being changed from glory to glory. So we are in the time of training, discipline, you know. Because many of us cannot yet be trusted with the spirit without measure. Many of us cannot be trusted yet with the spirit of God without measure. We're going to mess it up. Because God, God is training us. So Jesus had a spirit without measure. That's John 3, 34. You know, in the human flesh, body form. And that's what God is trying to make us to become. If you believe that, say a big amen to that. I'm not hearing you, please. And this maturity can never happen under the law. Those who consign themselves under the law will never be mature. It's not possible. Because we're in a new covenant right now, new age, new generation, you know, and that's what we need to see in Galatians chapter 3, verse 21. Let's see that quickly. Uh, I have scriptures to show you this morning, a few of them. Galatians 3, 21. Galatians 3, 21. Fast, please. Galatians 3, 21. Oh, it's not in your engine. All right, praise the Lord. Now, is the law then against the promise of God? Certainly not. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, Truly, righteousness will have been by the law. Now, Paul is saying, if you read down the line, you will see. He's saying what is familiar to the people. Go down the line, you will see. He talks about, just because of, go down the line quickly. You know. But the scripture has confined all under sin. Okay, the next verse, please. All right, the next verse, okay. But before faith came, we were kept under God by the law. Under tutorship. Kept for the faith which will afterward be revealed. If you consign yourself to the law, you will remain a baby for life. Because you go by side. You know, Israelites were led by the things they see. You know, they have to be told what to do, where to pass to, how to do this. Because, but now as many as are led by the Spirit of God. We're no longer being led by side by, you know, this. He has to give detail of their dress, detail of their wares, detail of their shoes, of their, what they should do. after. You know, so many things they have to do because... They're consigned. They were babies. Babies need so many instructions. But when you become an adult, become mature, now you don't to begin to look for, you know, instructions everywhere, every time. Your father had to tell you when to wake up, when to go to restroom, when to eat. No, 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 no. When you become an actual, a mature adult, you can do things by yourself and for yourself. And that's the mistake that the Israelites were making. So you must understand that the Israelites were under God, under a guardian, child guardian. And the Romans and the great culture in those days, you know, they always employed some well-educated, you know, slaves to take care of their children. They are educated. They can instruct them. They can guide them. They take them to a place of learning. They bring them back. They protect them. All of that. So what Paul is saying, that the Jews were not born through the law. Nobody is born through the law. But they were brought up by the law. The law can't give back to anyone. Can't give life. The law can bring somebody up. So the Lord allowed the law to bring the Israelites up. Alright? But not that the law gave back to them. 
So the law cannot give life, but it can regulate life. So understand that the law can give life. It only regulates life. Praise the Lord. So, the Judaizers believe that the law can give life. And Paul said, no, it cannot give life. I'm going somewhere, you know, gradually. The point is this. As long as you are under the law, the old covenant, you can never mature. You can never grow up to become what God intends you to become in life. So the work of the garden was to prepare the child, maturity, you know, all of that, all of until become maturely grown. So therefore the law was a preparation for the nation of Israel until the coming of the Messiah, the seed. That's verse 22, but don't worry about that. Now, so what am I saying this morning? I am saying that nobody can ever become matured under the law. That's very important. Glory be to God. I said, glory be to God. So you must understand this. You can only be mature under the new covenant. You can grow under the new covenant. Let me jump over this now. How do we know a matured person? How do we know a child? A child person, somebody who is not matured in the sense of the Lord. You know, because I'm talking of growing to maturity and becoming strong and becoming dependable and becoming usable, you know, in the hands of the Lord. Now, there are a lot of things I need to let you know this morning. Number one, you know them by their maturity, by their spirituality, number one. Number two, by their responsibility, the kind of assignment that they do. If you see a little child of seven, huh, being introduced as a prof- as a, and the head of the department of science, something's wrong in that school. Not today. The next one, we, I will talk about that one. Now, you know them by their stability. They're not tossed to and fro. All right? You know them by their understanding. The knowledge of God is in them. So let me just take one this morning and deal with it adequately. How do you know a mature believer? You want to know? Do you want to know? By your understanding. By your knowledge. Power to discern and understand the situation. That is how to know you're mature. Now let me just give five scriptures and I will explain them. Number one, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 13. Ephesians 4 13. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge, underline, of the Son of God to a perfect man. You can't be a perfect man until you come to the knowledge of the son ah, not you must, now, now, how do you know you're matured by how much of jesus you know it's not how much of the law you know no that's why paul said when i was a, a child I, I i spoke as a child i uh, i knew was a child but when i became adult i pushed aside childish things the law is a childish thing we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness. I feel something here this morning. The word is walking in your spirit, man, as I speak this morning. That's how to know him, my true believer. It's knowledge of Christ. Not knowledge, but Moses, not, you know, all this junks we hear on the TV about, you know, the law, about everything centers around the old. The old, you don't understand. 
We have beautiful promises in the Old Testament, but you can't enjoy them except on the basis of the new. You don't get it. The son of the righteous shall possess the gate of the enemy in the Old Testament. You can't have access to that. You must open that scripture with New Testament key. Otherwise, you say, but I'm not righteous, I'm not holy, I'm not pure. So it's, not, it's meant for those who are pure, who are holy. No, no, no. In the New Testament, you are the one. So you, you, you understand what I'm talking about. You can't be my twenty. you don't understand Jesus. New covenant, New Testament properly. Alright, so you come to the stature of the fullness of Christ. Verse 14, and it says, verse 14, that we should no longer be children. Now you get it right now. The knowledge of Christ delivers you from being the child for life. Toast to and fro. And carried about with every wing of doctrine. When you are a child, you are unstable. You watch a TV today, you hear a man preaching about something, and, and it's correct. Eh? And the one your pastor spoke last Sunday, but I believe my pastor as well. Then where are you? Tossed to and fro, no stability. But Peter said, I want you to be established in the present truth. Every wind carried by with every wind of doctrine. So, doctrine is like a wind. Moves like a wind. You see, people jump into the wind and they are being carried without understanding. Right? By the trickery of men and the corny craftiness of them. So, how do you know him? I'm a sure believer. How much of Jesus do you understand? Number two, scripture. Hebrews chapter 5, 12 to 14. Hebrews 5, 12 to 14. First, Hebrews 5, thank you. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again, again. And now when you begin learning, you begin to learn A, B, C, D, E, F, G, A. Am I right? Is that supposed to be a reputation for life? Huh? At your age... You're still learning. Let's go back to the beginning. Because we want to maintain the old time religion. Old time revelation. What is it? A, B, C, D. But I thought you should be grown by now. Oh no, let's be careful of this new thing people are talking about. Let's go back to the old time religion. You hear songs talking about old time religion. We stay by the old time deliveries. That's why you remain a baby for life. So when we talk about new things, you're baffled. It's like, where is this man coming from? When I begin to preach grace in this country, anywhere I went to, it's like a mystery. Are we not reading the same Bible? Hallelujah. Now, for though by the time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again. Again. Again means you learned it before. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. You need someone to teach you. The first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to the, uh, you have come to need milk and not solid food. Now, solid food is meant for adults, not for babies, not for children. Is that very clear? 
And then what's the meaning of that? The Old Testament is milk. New Covenant is solid food. In the world, it is the other way around. They believe that the law is the real solid food. And grace is milk. Are you following what I'm saying? But it's not like that. Grace is the solid food. All right? The Lord bless you this morning. Say, the Lord bless you this very morning. Now, read the next verse, please. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of what? Righteousness. That's the contention now. So many people today in the religious circles and churches are unskilled in the word of righteousness. They can't understand the mystery that we are righteous by faith. They contest with it. They fight against it. They don't understand because they are babies. Those of us who are mature, who are grown, we understand the mystery of his righteousness. But they don't understand it. For he is what? A baby. What you say? When you hear people are giving about righteousness, they say, no, 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 you must do it to become it. Those are babies talking. You must do it to become. You must do it to earn it. Those are babies. They don't understand the depth of the grace, the depth of the mystery of the grace of God. Those are immature. Okay, let's, let me look at uh, First John chapter 2, evidence of maturity. First John chapter 2, verse number 12. And this is very interesting anyway. Now, First John 2, all right, I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you by his name's sake. Of course, of course, when you enter the kingdom of God, you enter as a child at the, um, the cross gate of forgiveness. Nobody enters into the kingdom without being forgiven. All right, only one time in your life, you're forgiven. All right, once you're forgiven, Thanks that you enter the kingdom of God. Now, you say, these are children. You don't stay with just forgiveness. Oh, you know, I've been forgiven, I'm born again. There's something beyond that. Just being a child of God. All right? Look at the next verse. And it says, 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 the next verse, fast, fast. All right, I write to you, little children. Okay, yes. I write to you, fathers. We have little children. We also have fathers. Not feathers, fathers. Some people look like fathers in the world. They are feathers when it comes to the knowledge of the truth. So when you speak where they are, they're looking at you. What is, who is this guy? What is he talking about? They are because they are feathers. We have fathers of grace, of the knowledge. Let's see, who is the father here? Because you have known him who is from the beginning. Mark it. Who is from the beginning? I write to you. Young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. Young men are strong in faith. Overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you have known the Father. Yes. That's a difference there. The knowledge of the Father is not what I'm talking about here. Little children, yet yeah, they also know the Father. But the Father knew him who is from the beginning. Who is that from the beginning? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Who is that? Shout his name loud. Yeah. The contention is not about knowing the Father. 
Everybody knows the Father. Only few people know the Son. So maturity centers on your knowledge, not of the Father. No. Do you know that most errors of this, uh, uh, all this Christian, all this semi-occultic, you know, this, what, what, what do they call them? All this um, freemancy, you know, all this kind of, they have, they have God inside their activities, but the contention is always about Jesus' status. Even in Islam today, they talk about the Father. They call him by whatever name they want to call him. But the son is a problem. Right? So, I write unto you, little children, you are forgiven. Basic. Young man, you are strong. You have overcome the wicked one because you pray. You know, you know, you know, you know, you can move. But fathers know him. Who is from the beginning? I am a father because I know Jesus. That's what Max was a mature believer. All right? Okay. Now, let me give you another one. So, you can only grow in grace. Of course, I can't pay that three You cannot grow in anything else. You can only grow in grace. Now, you are designed and commanded to grow in grace. You can't grow in anything else. You cannot grow in Moses. If you like, memorize all the scriptures in the Old Testament. If you like, be versatile and be so accurate about Old Testament knowledge, you can preach about it, about, you know, this, about that, about Elijah, but you cannot become a mature person. You can only grow in what? Any growth that is not in grace is an immature growth. Look at Ephesians 3 verse 19. Every time I read this verse, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you could be right now. Ephesians 3 verse 19. It says, Therefore, I ask that you, oh, no, 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 okay, to know the love of God, the love of Christ, excuse me, which passes knowledge. Hi. To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. What, what is that saying? Just knowing the love of Christ. Makes you become filled with the fullness of God. And even when I'm going through trials in life, I know that God loves me. When you say that from the depth of your heart, you are filled with the fullness of God. Hallelujah. Do you know the love of do you know the love of Christ? I know you know about the love for Christ, I know. But not the love of Christ. Religion is trying to demonstrate their love for Christ. But New Covenant shows us the love of Christ. I feel something here this morning. I'm being filled with the fullness of God. Oh my goodness. To know, just you knowing Jesus makes you feel with the fullness of God. Which passes what? It passes knowledge. Or that, these are two different books. To know that knowledge there is not the other knowledge. He's talking about epignosis. The accurate, precise knowledge of the love of Christ. Oh. 
May God reveal Christ to you. May God reveal Christ to you. How do you know a mature believer? Simple. By his knowledge of who? Of Christ. Of grace. New covenant. So you see, Baba, we are talking about the old covenant. And they are shaking and, you know, you think they are babies in the Lord. And all those under them are so babies. Because it takes... Okay, next lesson we will hear about that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then let's go to this first John chapter three, verse one to three. How do you know a mature believer? Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us. Can you imagine what I'm talking about this morning? What manner of love that God has bestowed on us? So why do you feel so lonely at times as if God is far from you? You don't understand what you have. All right, God so love you to a point that is, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Never leave you nor forsake you. And I besought us that we should be called the children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not don't know Him. They don't know us. Classmate, yes, but they don't know who you are. You're a special species. You're a child of God with a different gene in your system. Different destiny. The next verse, first. Beloved, now we are children of God. Listen to this. It has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know. We know. Do you know? We know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. Hey, stop there. How do you become like Christ when Christ is revealed to you? Oh, you are thinking of rapture uh, when he comes from heaven, you know, and then we now see him, then uh, reveal to us, we now become, no, no, he's here. Right now, right now, on time, on point. Hallelujah. When Christ is revealed unto you, unveiled unto your spirit man, automatically you become like him. So to become like Christ, mature like Christ, is to have the revelation of Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> but we know that when he is revealed, and it, as I'm talking now, you are being matured. Something's growing on your inside. All right. When he is revealed, we shall be like him. Yes. Only when it's revealed. For we shall see him as he is. Jesus was revealed to Peter on the sea. So what? What kind of man of man is this? He's walking on the water. Revelation has come to me. Jesus, so I, I don't know. You are so powerful like this that you can walk on water. Can I also come? Yes, they say you can. So, if I'm revealed to you, you become like me. <laughs> That's why Peter was able to walk on the water. May the Lord bless you this morning. May God mature you this morning. So, maturity is about understanding the revelation of Christ. Now let me now round up. Paul confirmed this one 
What I'm trying to make you understand right now, you confirm this one, you know. To become my child, there must be a shift. A shift from the old to new. A shift from the law to grace. A shift from, a shift from what you have been taught in the Old Testament, you know. A shift into what we're teaching you in the New Testament. All right? Now, Paul began to talk to Corinthians. Now, he spoke about the mystery of the gospel and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. All right? And let's see what revelation he has got to show us this morning. Praise the Lord. So, mature people are those who are able to operate in divine wisdom of God. They understand the mystery of the wisdom of the mystery of the gospel. First, Corinthians chapter 1 verse 6. Fast. Fast, fast, fast. Even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. Mm, that's a good one. Hallelujah. Then verse 7 says, verse 7, okay. So that you come short in no gift. Huh. Is that the verse I want? You come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, let me see verse number 10. Let me see what that say. Verse 10. Oh no, chapter 2. Please go to chapter 2, I think. Chapter 2. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 6. Here we speak wisdom. Among those who are what? Among those who are what? Uh-huh. So, the wisdom of God is like a tale to those who are immature. Righteousness by faith is like error to those who are immature. We speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age. And of the rulers of this age, you are coming to what? To nothing. All right, let me read verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery. Hallelujah. The hidden wisdom, hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. And what's the meaning of that? This wisdom tells us who a matured believer is. It shows us the plan and the purpose of God for your life. This wisdom is hidden. It's a mystery. This wisdom has to do with the mystery of the gospel. You, are, you want to get matured, you must flow into the wisdom of the mystery of the gospel of grace. Alright? And then this wisdom has to do with the mystery, okay? This wisdom will bring glory to God. Alright? It's for our glory. It will bring us to glory. Look at it. It says, which God ordained before the ages for our glory. So, what I'm talking about is this. When you are matured, you have tapped into the wisdom of the mystery of the gospel, which will bring you glory. Babies, you may not. Uh, I hope you are getting what I'm talking about here this morning. That's how to know a mature person. Now we walk. No, no. The Bible says in verse number 10. Let's read fast. Verse number 10 now. Uh, it says, But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. On the line. Through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Those deep things of God are now revealed to us. All right, they reveal unto us now. And then verse 11. Okay, verse 12. For what man knows the. Okay, verse, verse 12. Quick, verse 12. All right, he says, listen, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. That, ah, oh, look at this. That we might know 
the things that have been freely given to us by God. You don't know the mystery of the scripture. Now, by the Holy Spirit, you can understand the things which have been given freely. In the Old Testament, nothing was free. Even Amen wasn't free. I have taught you before. In the Old Testament, they couldn't say Amen to the blessing. And they said Amen to the curse. But they knew they were not qualified for the blessing. But look at this. The Holy Spirit revealed to us things which have been freely given to us by who? By God. So the more you know the Holy Spirit, the more you know things which have been freely given to us by God to mature us. That's the sign of immaturity. Now we walk in the Spirit. We're led by the Spirit. We, 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 we talk in the Spirit. And we're taught by the Spirit even now. Hallelujah. As I'm talking now, the Holy Ghost is teaching you. Now, what I do think that have been freely given to us. You should be asking yourself, oh Lord, I want to know. Because that's the process of maturity. Hallelujah. Say, I believe. I want to know the things which have been freely given unto us by God. Let me just mention three of them and we close. Number one, look at John chapter 16, verse, verse number seven. Let's see a confirmation of what I want, what I've been talking about, about righteousness. Now, nevertheless, ah, come on. First John. So, John 16, John, the actual John, not the minor John. John 16, verse 7. All right. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is your advantage, your advantage that I go away. If I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. All right. But if I depart, I will send him to you. The Holy Spirit, he has come to reveal unto us the things which are freely. Okay. Now, go down the line. All right. And when he has come, who? The Holy Spirit has been given to us to reveal unto us the things which have been given to us. How? Freely. And when he has come, he will convict the word of sin. That's not your portion. And of righteousness and of what? Judgment. That's what the Holy Spirit reveals to us. It's one of the things he has given to us freely. Now, somebody thinks all of this scripture referred to the Christian. No. It will convict the word of sin. Now you know the scripture. I've taught it here before. You, you are, the Holy Ghost convicts the, the word. Go back. The word, the word, the word of sin. Okay. Now the, Jesus knew that they misunderstand that scripture. He now expanded it in the next verse. When he has come, he will, okay. Of sin because they do not believe in him. Do you believe in him? It's not for you. The Holy Ghost will never convict you of sin. Never. No, you can't do that. When Jesus became sin for you, what, what would the Holy Ghost have got to say about sin? If you have Jesus, you have no sin. No sin. He became sin for you. You don't understand? Of sin because they. Now when you are talking, you have first person, second person, third person. Myself, you, they, right? 
He was talking about the world. Obviously because they, not you, they do not believe in me. But you believe in him. The, the, the next one says, All right. he said, of righteousness because I go to my father and you. They, you. The Holy Ghost convicts you of righteousness, not of sin. Oh, what do I mean by that? You are righteous. Even when you make a mistake, you fall. Come on, get up, son. You are righteous. And you look at yourself, you smile. You mean it, Lord, yes, you are righteous. Sin is not to be encouraged. Sin does not make you look beautiful, makes you look ugly. Sin doesn't fit you in any way. But if it happens to fall into sin, don't think you lost your salvation. He said, but I feel bad. Feel doesn't alter what God says about you. So the Holy Ghost convicts you every time. That's why this spirit Yes, witness with your spirit that you are a child of. Because I go to my father and you see me no more. Alright? And then the last one is for, for the, of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Not you. Are you the ruler of this world? Huh? <laughs> if you are, then you are not supposed to. Okay, if you are here, you are here for conversion. So what am I saying? The Holy Ghost has come to reveal to us things which are freely. Say freely. Free. Number one is what? Righteousness. What's number one here? It's free. It's a free gift. So when the Holy Ghost comes, He will convict us. He will reveal to us. He will show us how righteous you are. Alright, that's one of the things. Then, but much more than that, just to be able to close and we'll go for the table this morning. Hallelujah. Somebody is saying, but why not uh, the Holy Ghost uh, convicting the unbeliever or the believer of, uh, you know, of, uh, of healing? Of, uh, no, 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 no. Once you are convinced of your righteousness, the door is open. Matthew chapter 6, 31. What does he say? Matthew 6, 31. Matthew 6, 31. All right. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall I eat? And what shall we drink? And what I shall wear? <laughs> She understand. When BB was very young, baby, you know, and she, she knows the, the clothes she likes to wear. All right? And she will ask mommy, say, mommy, what, what I should wear this morning? <laughs> and the mommy said, wear this one. Uh, I said, but what, what I should wear? Because she has a choice. BB, am I not correct? Of course. If you don't, if, if I, who are you to correct me? <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't worry, what shall we eat? That's a quotation from the Old Testament, but we can't go to that. What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? Look at the next verse. Oh Lord, let it come. Is that the last verse? Of that chapter 6, Matthew? Seek ye first. The kingdom of God and not right and his religion will take that word his out of it. 
They will put their own. Seek it first the kingdom of God and his, not your own. His righteousness. When you have his righteousness, all other things shall be what? Shall be what? Do hands like this. Shall be what? Shall be what? Amen. So you must understand that righteousness is freely given to you. It's the gift of God. When you have that, you know, healing comes. Money comes. All of those things. I, I, I will, okay, maybe one day I will tell you, I will trace that power of righteousness to you to make you know the benefit without struggle. Amen. So what am I saying this? But I'm saying we must see a mature believer is known by his knowledge of the things which are freely given by the Holy Ghost. He knows Christ. Knowledge of Christ. And he knows what the Holy Ghost has freely given. Which Christ has actually provided. May the Lord bless you with wisdom this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody shout a big amen here. And verse number 15. Uh, look at verse, verse 15. Uh, verse 15 of the same, um, uh, the same John. Uh, okay, something's wrong. So who can read that for me? Because uh, I can't see it. John chapter 16, verse 15. Someone to help me read it. Anybody? Anybody here? Oh, my goodness. All of you don't have uh, your Bibles with you? Show me your Bible. Huh? Or show me your... <laughs> show me what contains your Bible. Hallelujah. Oh my goodness. This is very, very. Eh? All things that the Father has a mind. Therefore, Therefore, I said that He will take care of mine and declare it to you. All right. How about verse 16? A little while and you will not see me. Okay. And again, a little while and you okay. will see me. All right. No, okay. Now look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Chapter 6, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 15. Fast, 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 fast. Oh. My goodness. Mm, 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 mm. And I read by myself. Thank God for my own Bible here. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 15. But he that is spiritual, no, 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 verse 14 to start with. Verse 14 says, verse 14 says, he says, But the man, children, man, receive not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness of them, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually what? The sign. But he that is spiritual judges all things. Maturity. Maturity judges all things. Yet he himself is judged by no man. <laughs> for he who has, for he who, for who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of who? We have the mind of who? Of Christ. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So, the discerning spirit is one of the marks of a matured man. When you can discern, you can understand, you can see be, 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 you know, behind what is on the surface. So, discerning our discernment is part of what marks you up as a matured individual. Now, let me just close so we can close into this this morning. But right now, I release upon you grace. Yes. For maturity. Yes. 
that you will know Christ. Could you imagine what it means when Paul said that I may know him? Now you understand what I'm talking about. Paul said that I may know him. If Paul could say that, I'm just a beginner. When you know Christ in his fullness, your life cannot be the same at all. You know his love, you know. So I pray that the Lord will do this for you from this morning more than ever before in Jesus' name. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 to 14. Hebrews chapter 4. Mature people have discernment. They can judge. They can differentiate. They know the will of God, the mind of God. That's what marks you as a mature believer. Alright? Look at Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Oh. Alright. We're back. Amen. Hebrews 4 12. For the word of God is... Is living and powerful. Is that Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12? Huh? All right, look at. Okay, yes, it is. All right, um, Piercy even to the division of the soul and spirit and of joint and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The next verse. Huh? And this, there's no creature hidden from his sight, all of that. Then the last verse, verse number 14. Let's see, verse 14. Seeing that we have a great high priest, oh cool. uh, that's not what I really you know want, but that's okay. But discernment is part of a sign that we are mature believer. You can discern. Mm, mm, mm. May God open your eyes of understanding. But Emma is very small. May God open your eyes of wisdom. You can enter the wisdom, the hidden wisdom of the gospel of the grace. Of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Shout hallelujah three times. Hallelujah. Number one. Mm-hmm. Now shout the big amen. amen. Another amen. amen. Another amen. amen. Wisdom. <laughs> Which come from God. Now, human wisdom, which is hidden, is a mystery. Wisdom of God, which will sought in the glory of the believer. Somebody shout, Hallelujah! All right. This second, First Corinthians two sixteen. What is there? Go back to it, please. I beg you. I'm closing right now. Second Corinthians two sixteen. Of first, sorry, First Corinthians two sixteen. Okay, now for he who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Mm. These are severe scriptures, so powerful, so dangerous, they can transform your life. When God begins to unveil these scriptures to you, you grow, you become strong. No devil can harass you. And no wrong doctrines can also harass your mind. Because you are matured in the things of God. Now, let's now go. We have the righteousness of God as something which is freely revealed unto us. Right? And apart from that, apart from that, there are people today who talk about generational costs. That curse is me broken on the cross. I can't hear amen to that. That curse is me broken on the cross. Say a big amen to that. You know, many preachers are so glued to this thing because they lack 
the knowledge and the wisdom of God in their lives. Jeremiah 31. Let's see how, let's see one of the things that have been freely given to us by the Holy Spirit. Look at it. Let's begin with Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 27. Jeremiah chapter 31. Behold, the days are coming, say the Lord, that I will sow the house of Israel and the house of Judah with the seed of man, the seed of beast. The next verse shall come to pass that I have watched over them to do the next verse. In those days, they shall say no more. It's a common scripture. The fathers have eaten sour grapes on a line. Sour grapes. And the children's teeth are set on what edge? The simple meaning of that is that the children will reap from what the father has sown. They will, they will be doing what the father did. It's a cause that flows in the generation. All right? A sickness that flows in the generation. But the Bible says, in those days, they shall say no more. In that day, they were saying it, but days are coming. <laughs> it was not for their own time. Because they were not qualified for that blessing. In the days to come, they will say no more. The son will reap the evil that the father has done. When will this happen? Verse 31. In those days, they shall say, okay, verse 31, okay. Behold, the days shall come and say the Lord, and I will make a new covenant. With the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Covenant of grace. Look at it. It's not like the one I made before. The, the next verse says, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant which they broke. Though I was a husband to them, says the Lord, the next verse. If you read online, this is the covenant that we make with the house of Israel and those, all right, and I will put my law in their mind and write it on their heart, and I will be their God, they shall be my people. I will forgive all their sins. So that's what the Bible is saying here. Okay, that's good. No more shall every man teach his neighbor. Every man is saying, know the Lord, for they all shall know me from the, because of the ministry of the Holy Spirit inside. Now, me from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. So let's don't need saying the sin of the father shall be vested upon the son. No, not at all. In the days of the new covenant, that cause is no longer operative, it's broken completely. But don't forget, the Bible says that the, the teeth of the father is set on it. To eat. Eh? To eat what? Eh? Sour grapes. Alright, look at the cross. John 19 verse 28. John 19 verse 28. Ah, brother, you're wasting the anointing. <laughs> After this, Jesus knowing that all things were now ready. He knew that everything was perfected. But because the scripture might be fulfilled, he deliberately said, I thirst. Because something has got to be broken. Something must be dealt with. 
In, in the new covenant, he said, now already sins have been forgiven. What am I saying? The blood shed forgives your sin. By his, the broken body heals your body. Alright? How about generational cause? He knew that must be broken. He said, I, I am thirsty. We're going to look at the next verse. And the Bible now says, now a vessel of, a vessel full of sour wine. Now, wine is from grapes. That, those people in the Old Testament, they ate sour grape. And Jesus drank sour wine. That is the worst form of sin. You know, grapes is where you get your wine from. Am I right? So, the worst form of sin is what it dealt with. They ate sour grape, is a drank sour wine, which is made from grape, to show that I want to carry all that iniquity. So when he took it, filled with sponge, sour grape, put on the hyssop, and put it in his mouth. Let's see what now he said next. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, he is finished. Somebody jump and shout hallelujah. Somebody shout it is finished. It is finished. In other words, generational cause is forever broken. And this morning, I break every power of the devil working in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, every spirit from your father, from your mother, from your family, troubling your, your destiny, troubling your life today by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I break it now. I break it now. Lay hands upon your forehead, everyone here this morning. The Lord is working mightily here today. And some of you are still being tormented because of lack of understanding. But Jesus Christ said, it is finished. Therefore, that curse is broken. I can hear you amen very loud this morning. That cause is broken. That cause is broken. That yoke is broken. It is finished. So Jesus did not only eat the sour grape, he drank the wine. The end result of the whole thing, he drank everything. And he said, It is now finished. Your sins forgiven by the blood. Your body healed by the broken body of Christ. And now I have taken that sour wine for your sake. So now that cost is forever broken. Lay hands upon yourself say, I am delivered. I want to say this morning by the power of the Holy Ghost here. You are delivered. Say, I receive it. Louder, I receive it. So... Everything which has been freely given. Righteousness. Freedom from the cost. Generational cost. Healing for your body. And health for your body. Your sins are forgiven. Those are the marks of maturity. When you know the things which have been freely. No, the Holy Ghost reveals to you things which have been freely given. I feel His presence here. I feel it. Hallelujah. You won't understand. After the service, you will know that God touched you. My man never had that. You know God touched you. <laughs> you know the Holy Ghost touched you this morning. 
every disease here this morning i proclaim them healed by the power of jesus christ here this morning every sickness is gone by the anointing of the holy spirit here this morning your sins are forgiven here your sins are cleansed and forgiven here this morning because it is finished this morning ah you walk out of this place with miracles you are walking out of miracles that job you lost is coming back to your hand by the power of the holy ghost your job is coming back in the name of jesus christ that promise that he made to you will be filled after this service in the name of Jesus Christ. Mysterious blessings, mysterious morning, appointment that you never expected before is coming away by the power of the Holy Ghost. Receive it now, 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 receive it now. You are free. Whatever chain you, that you are free. You know what the Bible says? Hear me. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he's anointed me first above anything. The purpose of anointing for the gospel is anointed me to do what? Preach the good tidings. This morning, you have the good tidings. Your sins are forgiven. Open the prison door by the anointing this morning. I command every prison door to be open. I command every person to be welcome. Yeah. I command every yoke to be broken. Yeah. Broken. 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 This morning I speak to you innumerable volume of favor after this meeting. The Lord shall meet your needs supernaturally. He will meet your needs supernaturally. For the Bible says the Lord shall supply all your needs. Walk out of this church, you see a miracle waiting for you. Your needs shall be met after this meeting this morning. Your needs shall be supernaturally met by the power of God. He will come and pay your rent, He will come and give you a key to a house. Miracles, miracles, things you never worked for shall come to you. Your expectations, God shall fulfill this morning. If you believe that, a loud amen from your mouth will set the issue. concludes this message. Thank you for listening and for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.